Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deconversion. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And welcome. Hello. This is Deconversion Therapy, the podcast, and I'm Bonnie. And I'm Karen. So this week we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. And And Bonnie, I'm thankful for you. I really am thankful for you. You didn't sound sincere. Well, see, I didn't even get to finish. What if I have like a song written that I was going to sing and it was all about thankfulness and it rhymed. It was only eight verses. And it rhymed. <laughs> I don't think you every can rhyme. word rhymes. <laughs> Each word rhymes with the first word. Um, well, I am thankful. I'm very, yeah. very thankful for all the people who have listened and become a little community here. Because that is exactly what I was hoping would happen with this podcast. Wouldn't it be cool if we did a Friendsgiving, but it was just all the listeners and we could, I mean, granted, we can just like mute some of them. No, I'm joking. But if it was all of them and then we would all just be on the same page. Yeah. Or mainly the same chapter or you know, generally the same volume. I know. My fantasy Thanksgiving is just being around people who have watched the same TV shows I have, and we can just (laughs) drink and quote 30 Rock and Arrested Development and and have entire conversations (laughs) that only we understand. I know. And to me, it would be with people who know serial killers. Um. But we can't always get they what we want. They don't we're have thankful. the funniest quotes. Oh, Aww. you have no idea. One day, Ted Bundy, <laughs> he was walking down. Oh, my gosh. So okay. I was in the post office yesterday. That's a lie. Friday. Yeah, that's a Saturday. <laughs> okay. They're open. But anyway, so I'm in the post office, and I look over on the counter, and there are two boxes that no one is standing with. So I asked the guy in front of me, hey, do those belong to you? And he said, no. And the woman behind me said, they're mine. And I said, oh, great, because I have it beaten into my head, see something, say something. And and she just kind of nodded, and she was wearing a shoulder sling. And I wanted to say to her, and you think you have a pass for that shoulder sling, but Ted Bundy pulled that, and I'm not buying it. But then I thought, man, she will not get that, and then really be confused. So right, and anytime bringing up right, Ted Bundy and in a post office, it's all right. Take that off. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> We're very thankful for everyone, and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving because it's a day before Thanksgiving, and you either have it off or you're really upset. Either way, <laughs> uh, we wanted to give you a little Thanksgiving special. Well, you you, you so, didn't include the option, or you don't have it off and you're really happy about it because that could happen. It the could. Family is I wrong. guess so. <laughs> this lady who was checking us out the other day somewhere. My husband said, do you have Thanksgiving off? She said no. And, but she was like, but you know what? I see my extended family every Sunday. So to us, it's not a big deal and let other people have it. And I'm like, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, I will be having tofurkey and I am not joking. We have the vegan daughter. She just sent me something, uh, with a picture of, what looks like a lung wrapped around parsley. And um, I guess that's what a tofurkey is for us this year. But what, I, what I don't understand is why do you have to have something in the place of the main? Why can't you have a lot of nice little side dishes? Because she also likes to feel like she's included. I think the main thing I object to is the syllable furk. Yeah, that I don't. I get you. 
Okay, Bonnie, I'm going to give you a little (laughs) history lesson that you've been begging for about Thanksgiving, because we all know that the one we have was marketed to us by Russia and then put in our brains to make us feel unity of some sort. You know Um, what I'm going to ask? Is that true? No. It wasn't marketed by Russia? No. Why would you say that? Because it's so easy to... That was my lesson Realize on disinformation, <laughs> on fake news, and you fell for it. See how easy it is? No. So Thanksgiving was actually made a public holiday by Abraham Lincoln trying to, though, do like unity because it was a civil war. And it's like, look, people get together and here's a holiday. Take it off. Eat together. Let's stop the bloodshed. Um But the original Thanksgiving, I learned a little more about. So I knew that it, you know, everyone's like, okay, they massacred the Indians. It wasn't a happy meal and all that, which is false. So pilgrims were not the ones that did anything bad. In fact, they weren't even into converting others. So now I'm really down with the pilgrims. So I'm going to read you from Mr. Wiki uh, something about the pilgrims. There were, it goes into all the, you know, they started out as this group and then this and combined, blah, 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 blah. So the main core of the pilgrims were brought together around 1605 when they quit the Church of England to form separatist congregations, and they held beliefs called the Brownist beliefs that, ready, that true churches, true churches were Mm -hmm. voluntary democratic communities, not whole Christian nations. Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? That's not what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know, but we're all saying. They're trying not to. Let's get back to what the founders, well, the pilgrims were not for this preaching out of the White House. Um, As separatists, they held their differences with the Church of England, um, that they were irreconcilable, and that their worship should be independent of the trappings, traditions, and organization of a central church. So there's the word I love, organization. Exactly. That's when the trouble starts. So they're sort of our people. But how they got <laughs> together with the Wampanoag Indians is very different also. So with a tad bit of research, I found out if the pilgrims had arrived even two years earlier, they would not even be able to fit on Plymouth because of all the Indians there. But a disease had wiped out tons of the Indians and the disease, unfortunately they got from rat urine. I don't know what's going on there, but Noah's Ark. Yeah. And it wiped out a bunch of them. And then, so the pilgrims could land and they didn't really take to the pilgrims who they thought were dumb as shit because uh, they couldn't do anything, but you mean like they, start fire? <laughs> yeah, and they kept getting the olives stuck on their fingers at oh. Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, that tribe of Native Americans had their enemy, much like our football team, the Falcons, hated the Rams. This was the same thing with them, but because the white man began to befriend them and trade with them, Mm -hmm. it would make them feel safer against their enemies. Like the enemy tribe would be like, oh, okay, we're not going to go over there and do anything because they've got those weird people there and we don't know what's going to happen and their numbers (laughs) might be bigger. So people who don't know how to do anything? You mean like live off the land and stuff like that? Yeah, so supposedly the pilgrims traded with the Indians, um, you know, 
axes and metal knives and all this. And then what they wanted in return was beaver Mm. pelts. So Uh I think National Geographic, I was reading them, were like, that's like going up to someone and saying, you know, here's some gold. I'd like Mm -hmm. to trade it for that rock you have there. So (laughs) they just didn't know how to do their own stuff. They were freezing. They thought when they landed that it was much warmer and they started freezing. So anyway, they're... they're, God, how much warmer did they think it was? They were coming from England. But they thought... They didn't have satellite imagery, I guess. (laughs) That's right, Siri. What is a temperature? (laughs) Um, They thought that Plymouth was near the equator. And anyway, they froze. They were ill-prepared. Shocker, etc. I just like the the idea that that my first reaction is to laugh at them for being dumb, which is so cruel. (laughs) But they had their buckles no. on their shoes. They they could have used rub those together to start fire. I don't know. So they were the ones who wanted the pelts? The pilgrims wanted the, the pelts. The pilgrims wanted the pelts to stay and, warm. Yes. And they would give them knives and axes and things that were, you know, actually the Indians couldn't make and have themselves. But the pilgrims could have gone and gotten their pelts, but they don't know how to do that either. So right. anyway, they traded with that group. And so the first Thanksgiving was really sort of like a political, you know, we're being seen together thing because Thanksgiving really for them meant fasting. But this got named Thanksgiving accidentally through something. And that's how it's carried on today. Um, but I found it interesting that I'm like, you know what? The pilgrims didn't try and convert them. They weren't killing them. It was, you know, everything we hear Mm -hmm. is just, even when it's like, that's not how the first Thanksgiving was. This is like uh, a retelling of the retelling of the retelling. But that. So was the first Thanksgiving just a dinner or just? It was just. It could have been a few days long, mm-hmm. and that's all I know, and it was more of a political-type thing to show that they were in unison, and they <laughs> did that, the pilgrims, so that they could get more, you know, pelts and all that good stuff, and the Native Americans, that tribe did it so that the other tribe would stay away from them because their numbers were so down that if they got in a battle, they would have lost because of their numbers being down because of a uh, rat urine disease. So, oh, my God. So, anyway, wow. we, Bonnie and I, really think this Thanksgiving put out a little thing of rat urine to <laughs> memorialize and really get into the Thanksgiving spirit. <laughs> yes, and put, your, do it. put your rat urine out in tiny vials. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my god so do you remember do you remember at church like when it was thanksgiving okay first i didn't know like there are christians who don't celebrate thanksgiving because of its pagan origins because it combines shut up uh, really? not joking. yeah because oh it combined like the pilgrims thanksgiving was prayer and fasting so obviously, it wasn't a true, quote, Thanksgiving that we celebrate. And it coincides with the Harvest Festival. And that had the cornucopia is supposedly something that they don't. Right. It's a pagan symbol, and it shows up on a lot of, like, things that have to do with money. So it's one Wait. of those Illuminati <sighs> things, like, avoid it. It's not Christian. Um, yeah, but so you know a lot what? of them I, to me it just is a simple, hopefully a simple time of it's let's not stop and be thankful. Not after this episode. It's not what? <laughs> not after this episode. You'll oh. never think of it nicely again. But do you remember <laughs> yes, at our do. church? It would be like special because somehow they would cut out and put on the mimeographed 
program a cornucopia and then just write Thanksgiving. And then every year we sang, we gather together to sing the Lord's blessings. Or like whatever the, you, you sang that like a Muppet. Thank you. I remember back when we only had like typewriters for the church bulletin. Yeah. They would use ampersands and other things to print out a turkey oh. on on the church service. So oh, if you'd ever taken an actual typing class, you would do this with your whole class. Space, 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 ampersand, 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 and then all the spaces, and then a return. And then you'd go through these crazy exercises, and then at the end you'd have a piece of paper with, you know, a heart or a valentine or something. They'd use all dollar signs <laughs> at our church. Um, but let me just tell you before we start anything, our Thanksgivings growing up were so boring because it was me and my mom and my grandparents, and we had dinner together plenty. <laughs> so Thanksgiving was nothing out of the ordinary, Yeah, except a lot more food and a lot more preparation and a lot more time for people to drink and a lot more time for um, things to just go awry. <laughs> so, yeah. so when we had Thanksgiving with your family one year, we did the thing that is so apparently typical, but I never knew about it. <laughs> Oh, and no. your mom said, okay, we're all going to go around the table and say one thing that we're thankful for this year. Right. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever done that. Oh, wow. So I yeah. didn't know if you knew. Yeah. So we dreaded it because <laughs> it would be like my brother would just be like, you know, I'm thankful I got this new saxophone or whatever it is. And I'm yeah. like, I'm thankful my hair looks feathered today on one side. On one and side. then my mother would go into a 15 minute deep dive into yeah. thankfulness of family history. There's some illnesses of relatives thrown in. There's, you know, all that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but now, you know, now it's pretty good. Now it's the kids who try and avoid it and look each other in the eyes. And then especially one of my kids just is like surly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my brother gets choked up and, you know. Because he remembers the 15 minute deep dives. That's right. Okay. So. As I have told Karen, in my life, I have conversations that I consider worthy of Thanksgiving fights on, I would say, like four out of seven days each week. So that's the degree of regularity um, because of the people who I work with and their opinions and how they feel it very important to talk about them all the time. Right. Um, and you so around a lot of older stubborn people in South Florida. <laughs> well, let's clarify what you do. Let's clarify. Right. Um, but yeah, and I do think that it is a generational thing because I noticed so many similarities. There are three people in particular I'm thinking of when you talk to them, somehow they think that making it into a debate or putting the counterpoint out there that that means conversation. Right, right, yeah. The contrarian. Do you find yeah. that? I, I have, like, I've known contrarians in my life, and now I just avoid them. I always would have the one kid in class that'd be a contrarian, and man, yeah. I'd want to slap them. But, um, yeah, that happens to older people a lot, and I look forward to that. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Just for someone to be like, hi, isn't it a beautiful day? It is not. Right. going to be fun for me. <laughs> well, um, so, so personally, I've, I've, I've developed tricks for avoiding it. 
um, for, for not, you know, being, not taking the bait right, and, and getting into a conversation because they're looking, yeah. sometimes they're looking and the questions that they ask are, are just ready to introduce a certain topic. And my, my thesis statement is people don't really want to hear what your opinions are. And it, I mean, I'm sorry that's mm-hmm. bursting your bubble, but if they really wanted to hear what your opinions were, um, they'd just call you on a different day, you know? Um, oh, you're talking about Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, because I really think when they ask opinions, they're just lying to try to get you into a debate yeah. and so that they can tell you their opinions. Yeah, so, true. Um, or, yeah. They just can't help it. And I mean, I'm an opinionated person, but I don't get together with my family and be like, you know what? This is the time to confront this person on their wrong way of thinking. You know, it's just, you don't. And and how likely do you think it is that they're going to change their mind anyhow? Right. Because I'm not going to. So if you think that you're going to make me change my ways and all of a sudden at Thanksgiving decide, you know what? I will go to church every week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you for what you said to me. I that's know. Just, that's, that's very rare. It will never happen. The only, you know, way to change someone's opinion is Facebook posts. So <laughs> just keep that one up. Um, yeah. So given that you're not going to change your opinion and they are probably not going to change theirs, I think personally the trick then of these big gatherings is just to persevere. So yes. it's like it's like a mind game. It's like having an MRI in a tube. You just have to get through it. And then, and how many times have you cursed yourself at the end of it going, oh my God, I really thought that he would say something. Why did I share that? And then it turns out you're Charlie Brown hoping that Lucy's going to let you kick the football. Yes. So and all my, my whole goal is like, don't be Charlie Brown. Why do you think it's going to be different this time? Right. And that's the whole thing that I think I've talked to you before, um, but definitely talk to my husband. Like when people are contrary and they try and bring things up and try and engage you in an argument or try and push at you and you are just like, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to get involved in this. Yeah. It is always the people who are um, maybe less religious, less mm-hmm. bigoted, all these things were the ones that are always stepping down, which I know in the long run is probably not good, but we're like, you know, okay, we have to keep the peace. Um, because so many times everywhere I go, I'm in Tennessee, people just assume that I'm a Christian and voted for Trump and all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even if you meet them, they just start talking about it. And yeah, and they have they have little little feeler conversation things that they'll poke out there to like get an idea of how you feel about something. See here, it's just outright just they just do it. So I'm a writer. I was talking to another writer and she's like, Well, you know when wherever God leads you, you know you've got to write about that. And you know when God is he's tugging on your heart, you've been there, you know what I mean? Da 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 and <laughs> I let it go on for half an hour. Oh my and God, then I'm I like, have an hour. I'm just going to have to, well, I could barely get a word in. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to have to tell her. Well, actually, I? I'm Boy. not a Christian. So <laughs> that was fun from then on. Well, um, was I telling you the other day about this inspection we were in and the guy started going, Oh yeah, you know, there's that neighborhood where the gays have all bought the houses and made them look nice. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, that could be true, but don't talk about it in a business setting. Right, right. exactly. It could be, yeah, Good yeah. Lord. That's the thing. Like, I think there is a sensitivity to issues that people who don't go to somewhere two to three times a week hearing the same thing filtered from a podium are much more, you know, open and let things go by. But that's just me saying I'm perfect. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. Um, the other the other thing I always think is if you're lucky enough to have kind of a large family mm-hmm. uh, and other people will share the burden of having the conversation and biting, you know, all those little little pieces of bait, mm-hmm. well, silence is fine, isn't it? I am so uncomfortable with silence. I can't tell you, but... <laughs> Really? Oh, I hate it. Like it, it's sort of, yeah, it really bothers me, but I do think, I mean, I'm a podcaster. Why else am I doing this? I'm talking into the void. It's my favorite thing, but, but you're talking to people who are the audience that has gravitated to us. Yeah. But I had to start talking first. So see, it was just a continuation of my need to feel silent. Really? Yes. Interesting. Because uh, I I was thinking, like, if I were in a bigger family, and I have done this at countless business dinners where people just talk and talk and talk, I will pick the celebrity that two of the people at the table look like the most, Mm -hmm. and then in my mind, I will play the six degrees of separation game, Mm -hmm. um, but I'll do it like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. So I think, okay, she looks like Shirley MacLaine, and he looks like, uh, it has you know, her. Nick, what, Ed Asner. <laughs> that <laughs> one's hard because it's a TV and whole movie thing. So, right. but then that'll eat up a lot of time. And then I try, you know, I mean, I'm only playing against myself. So, you know, if you say Shirley MacLaine and Nick Cage, you can think of, oh, Shirley MacLaine was in this movie with so-and-so and he was in this. And then you can play against yourself and go, I can do better. I can do better. And then try to get them within like two or three connections of movies. Well, see, the thing is with you, when you think your eyebrow goes up and down, like your right one, then your left one. So I can only imagine people just looking at this silent woman with her eyebrows going like, bang, bang, bang. They're like, you know what? She never talks. Just don't look her right in the eyes. Don't look her in the eyebrow. So I guess it worked. But fortunately, like my family's really cool. Like my, you know, sibling, nieces, nephews, the ones that I see regularly, we're basically all on the same page, not religiously, but we know, hey, we're going to avoid talking about this or that. And no one says anything racist or whatever. But yeah, like, you how know? do you have a loving conversation with people who ultimately you love and you want to have a nice conversation with? Why is that hard? Because some are just jackasses. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What I say. I don't know. What I believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we polled um, some of the listeners and we've come up with what some of you guys said you do over the holidays when you're stuck with... um, people who have different religious beliefs or political beliefs than you. So number one on the winning scale is alcohol. Um, (laughs) Lots of people said, you know, just pour it in and get going, which is for the Southern Baptists, they have no idea how that could not work because for most of my Thanksgivings, we never had alcohol. One person wrote, their way to survive is definitely topic avoidance and alcohol. I wish that I can bring myself to not go to church with my family for the holidays. But at this point, it's basically part of my Christmas present for my mom that I go to church twice a year. So That's not a big ask. Do you think? Yes. How many? I guess yeah. for you, but to me, it's like, how many business meetings do you have to suffer through? No, it's totally different. Why? Because it's a belief, a belief-based system. So like a meeting is, you know, nothing here nor there, but a church thing is where they're trying to say there's one belief system to have and everyone's sitting here 
either has it or should have it. It would be right. like going to like, hey, do you want to come to this satanic meeting? And of course, most people would say no, because that's not their belief system and that's not what they want to sit through. So right. for me, but for your mom. Yeah. No. Twice a year. Nope. Okay. No. Well, you're just mean. I know. I have (laughs) deep-seated issues with, like, it's wrong, not going to do it. Um, So it's almost like a moral thing to me now. So it's I know split. because, and I'm suddenly realizing you're not going to appreciate my other tactic for Thanksgiving, which is just a lie. And they don't have to be big lies that you make up. They could just be lies of omission or casual. Like, no, this turkey's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, hey, I've got an upset stomach, so I might have to oh. bow out early. Oh well, yeah, for sure. Oh, so okay. <laughs> that's okay Um, all right yeah yeah because I mean what you're trying to avoid is blowing up and either screaming at your family or screaming in a church you know this is bullshit I'm not putting up with this anymore so anything to avoid those by not going by getting a fake stomachache I'm all for because it's keep the peace which I'm you know I'm down with that Okay, so two Christmases ago, this person says their mother-in-law and her parents were picking on each other. Um, Then it says mother-in-law had gone to a Catholic church for Christmas service and her parents liked to gamble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eventually, I couldn't take it anymore and went outside and read for 10 minutes. It was so cold that my freshly charged Kindle died until I charged (laughs) it again. We left soon after. So the funny thing right after... That comment someone else wrote, avoidance basically, is what this person does. And then he or she said, and I bring my Kindle filled up with books. Then this person says, I sit at the dinner table and chit-chat with my mother-in-law about things not religious or political while the guys are in the family room arguing. My son (laughs) joins me and my mother-in-law yells at the men to stop fighting. (laughs) Perfect. Um, someone else was saying, uh, I try to stay away from the more extremist relatives and I commiserate with my sister on biblical, uh, toxic positivity we get from the grandma and the mother. And right Hmm. after that, someone else writes alcohol and included the emoji for wine. So that's good. (laughs) Um, And then I think, is that the same person that says this is the first holiday season? I am introducing my non-Christian boyfriend, so I'll let you know how that goes. And I know what topics to stay away from. There are safe topics and dangerous ones. I stay safe. Very good. It's like putting on a a condom over your spirit. (laughs) A topical condom, although that sounds like cream. Um, I would... But I think, is this a good time, do you think, to say to um, definitely join our Facebook group and and talk about the shit that's going on at your house with all the people on there? I think that's a great place to vent and feel solidarity with the others. For sure, because that's where we get a lot of this from. And every once in a while, someone will be like, hey, guys, I just want to talk about blah that just happened to me or whatever and everyone Mm -hmm. is very supportive and I just let the other members do their thing you know um because you know we're just as intelligent or stupid as anyone else and sometimes when you lead a podcast I've seen in different groups whenever the person who leads it speaks up it's like Mm -hmm. people want to put more um, validation in that opinion than the other ones. So I just stay out of it. Exactly. Because (laughs) one, we could possibly get sued. Uh, doesn't mean we give good advice, bad advice, but everyone in the group's very supportive. So deconversion therapy on Facebook. Yeah. And the other thing about that is once you stop letting something be the most powerful thing in your brain and you share it with other people that opens the floodgates for it to be funny 
Yeah. And, exactly. and you can step back and see it objectively. So I just love that group. I think it's, I think it's a great place for venting shit on. Yeah. All and they're really, yeah, they're funny and it's all really, I, I like it a lot. So you know don't That's go, another, don't join go. and mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing though. You said they're funny. I think also that maybe the trouble with some of the people who you have conflict with at the dinner table, I, I, I suspect that a lot of them don't have a sense of humor. I mean, they think they do, but yeah. they're going to be very serious about, okay, I'm going to have this opinion and I'm going to talk about it and you're going to take it seriously and you are not to make wisecracks and, you know, wisecracks are funny. Exactly. And I mean, having that kind of um, discussion when you just get together once is, yeah, it's, in- I couldn't do it. Um, so speaking of that, I've got so many other fun things to share. There's someone on Twitter called Faithless Southerner. And <laughs> I think it was yesterday or the day before he writes, Currently, I'm at a Thanksgiving function with some extremely conservative family. Stay tuned to this thread for all the (laughs) gems of knowledge they drop. Here's some that he tweeted. Did you know that there are more homeless people than people with homes in California? That or the numbers about even. (laughs) And then another one. All of the forests are on fire in California. Also, there's a lot of mudslides happening. Plus, if you live there, Nancy Pelosi is your representative, and she's, quote, a real treat. (laughs) 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 Um, Climate change is a hoax. Uh, Transgenders are bad. No one wants to see them on TV. Um, And then he says, we are now proudly displaying Various rebel flag clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone wearing a flag clothing item. Uh, (laughs) So I just live tweet it. Just go ahead, live tweet your Thanksgiving, tag us and entertain us because that was hilarious. I was watching it the other day. Um, more people said, uh, I still respect their beliefs and they respect mine and don't ask me to pray. So that's about the same with me. And it's good once, you know, if you have the right relatives, that's really good. Uh, another person said alcohol and lots of, mm, and smiling. Yep. That's me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another that's another trick that, that backfires on me all the time. Um, somebody will say to me something that's very pointed toward their uh, values and beliefs, and I will just end it with "Okay." And then they go, "No, no, 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 no." I'm like, "But you want me to agree with you?" Well, not like that. I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what you want. I'm agreeing. I'm saying okay." And they're like, "No, you're dismissing me." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> No, I love rebel flag headgear and uh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. See, I'm just too close with my relatives. I couldn't say that, but luckily no one says any, you know, again, no one says anything really bad. And yes, we get a prayer and it's all thanks be to Jesus. And there is part of me that now wants to say it started out as a pagan holiday, just like Christmas and just like <laughs> Easter. But you know, I, I'm not going to take away, especially if someone's really elderly, like this person is take away their comfort in life. It's just would be unfair of me. So I don't do that. Um, let's see. Oh, but one of the favorites that people said was, uh, know ahead of time, how much I'm willing to be there and stick to it. Someone else said that know your time limit and leave at that time, no matter what. So that's a good one. Yeah. I don't think that there's any reason in saying, Oh, I've got to go to somebody else's house and make an appearance. Huh? And, like when you say, you know, know your time limit. Yeah. 
I don't think a white lie would be the worst thing in the world to say, I've got to go to a friend's house and make an appearance at their Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, I agree. Then they'll start asking questions. Or you can be like, I have to go. I have to watch TV. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's my that's my subtext. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people say um, avoidance. When I must interact, I keep a close eye on that exit and my escape plan and use some of my cling to some of my catchphrases of I'm going to step outside for some air or I'm yeah. going to step away for some quiet time. So I like uh-huh. that. And then yep. someone said Xanax or Clonopin or weed if available and discreet. Um, the person said, I'm also a pro at disassociating. So I spent a lot of time in my head. See, that's like you. Yep. Yeah. And Xanax is very good at making what other people say that you think is bullshit. Just, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. And um, again, that does not make you unable to help out in a crisis like some people who I know think they uh-huh. won't take a Xanax when flying on a plane because ultimately they think they need to be you know prepared right right I will ready. be alert I'll miss but it doesn't do that at all no you're going to yeah. be alert and fly the plane yeah there was a um we were coming back from somewhere and there was a woman well no there was a, like a young man behind me and he kept like standing up, looking to the front, the plane hadn't taken off. Then I see a woman like seven rows up looking back at him. They're trying to communicate. They look panicked. And so I turn and I look at him and he's like, she's really scared. She's having panic, you know, about being in an airplane. We couldn't get seats together. So I got out a Xanax and I put it in a tissue And I just passed it up. And, you know, I thought she'd get the tissue, stand up, look at him again and be like, what's this? She just popped it. (laughs) She didn't even ask what it was. She knew what it was. I I don't think so. Because later she's like, I didn't even know what it was. I just was like, okay, I'm taking it. Um, That's hilarious. (laughs) Molly is great. (laughs) This is fantastic. Okay, so I asked on Instagram stories, uh, follow us on there because sometimes it's fun, um, what people did there, and they were really funny. So someone wrote, I go with the flow. Arguing just slows down the process of getting to the feast and wine, which I like. (laughs) Someone Absolutely. else wrote, uh, family are JWs, Jehovah's Witnesses, so they don't celebrate. And I'm an ex-JW and happy to celebrate. So, <laughs> yeah, that must be so freeing to just finally get to do stuff like that. Uh, I love this one. It said, I just avoid extended family altogether. Also, by putting homophobic Bernice in her fucking place. <laughs> That's one of those names that has a generation attached to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> uh, someone said, I don't spend time with them and tell them I don't celebrate Christmas. I celebrate solstice. Some of these people are very oh. badass. Um, someone says l- that they leave town. Um, Mm -hmm. someone says they survive it by sneaking alcohol in a water bottle. Ooh, that's very close to my uh, grain alcohol suggestion. Now these are my two favorite along with the other one you laughed at, Bernice. I tell them how much Zeus has changed my life and I quietly whisper (laughs) under his eye. (laughs) you gotta watch handmaiden's tale for that one and then someone said ask a hot topic question like once saved always saved right and let them fight it out for themselves (laughs) i love that one i want to do that one that's awesome I would like to um be at a party where i could just cause trouble you know with conversation starters 
And yeah, and never yeah. have to like face the people again or. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd also, I'd love it to be where there were people who could have a quality conversation and not just pivot off of something and go into their beliefs about other stuff. Because lately I have a lot of people who, um, believe in the hatred of other races uh, and also telling me how marijuana should never be legalized. Mm -hmm. And so they've not been able to answer when I say back to them, well, if marijuana shouldn't be legal, why aren't we working on outlawing alcohol? Right. I can't get an answer for that. If somebody could give me a good answer for it, then I'd go along with it. Exactly. But I think I'm running in the wrong crowds. Yeah, yeah. They're stuck in them ways. Um, I have a few suggestions. If you have lulls in your Thanksgiving time on Thursday, uh, I found this when I Googled, I think it was churches and Thanksgiving, and I came up with something called Thanksgiving Activities for Church and Families. So I guess by when you explain this, I'll understand what that means. Yes, it's just some activities you can do at Mm -hmm. your gathering. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's the article. Uh, It talks about how this can be a wonderful holiday. And if you're looking to integrate some Christian traditions into Thanksgiving, well, here's (coughs) some suggestions. Are there any? Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't have made this up better. Um, number one is called Act It Out. Read, oh, that's right up your alley. Exactly. It says, read the story of the ten lepers. Remind, <laughs> <laughs> remind your children that Jesus was pleased with the one man who returned to give thanks for being healed. Provide rags for bandages and let your children play roles of the lepers and Jesus. Oh my gosh. That's what I really want to do is have kids around for Thanksgiving, talk about deadly diseases and think about scabs falling off skin while I'm eating a drumstick. You know what this reminds me of is the thing that you posted on Instagram where the person had earrings and what hung down was an actual replica of an ear. (laughs) It looked like they had two ears. If you had a leprosy theme going on, you could just lose your earring. That's right. And there was the finger it's on Instagram today, which is Sunday, but I'll repost it on I really want that finger ring. That would be a great leprosy joke. It's it's funny. Someone, um, uh, when I put it up on the story, then someone was like, I need these. So, yeah. Okay. Here's another one that they think is a great idea for a joyous Thanksgiving with children. Uh, It says, read a book. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) But it says, share a book that expresses gratitude and thankfulness. For example, consider Corey Tin Boom's The Hiding Place. She was you in, want me to laugh at that? She was in the Holocaust. So oh. it's a Holocaust book. Oh. You can bring out at Thanksgiving. Oh. Uh, I sure. can tell you thought I had knowledge of that reference. Oh my God. Share Corey's share Corey's story, pointing out her struggle to be, quote, thankful for all things. She even thanked God for fleas in her barracks. <laughs> oh. This is the worst suggestion for anything I've ever seen. Um <laughs> And then wait, wait. Just, what? wait, 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 because there was one memory that just flashed in my head from church. I don't remember how old we were, but I think we were in college and we had somebody with an accent that if you didn't listen closely, you could easily just zone out and think that they were from another country and didn't speak English. So <laughs> I was in that zoned out place. Right. They were up there speaking. I'm sitting in the pew, probably playing whatever mind game that I played. <laughs> um, 
And then I hear him say, and I thank God for pus. And I was <laughs> out of my, whatever I was doing in my brain. I'm like, what is he talking about? So I thank God for pus. And then he went on to talk about how the white blood cells rush to an injury and that's what pus is. And oh my God. I know. And stay after church where we're going to have milk and white cupcakes. God. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is, mayonnaise. Oh, gross. this is just really straining. So I, I say just, you know, go with the alcohol, give the kids some alcohol, skip the whole Stop acting it. out being a leper and <laughs> try and enjoy the holiday as much as you can at the least hopefully you get some time off work and you get to yeah chill out and rejuvenate a bit okay so guys I would just really love it if you send in any kind of (laughs) of story about what happened at your Thanksgiving dinner that you think would be funny uh, or interesting for us to read on the air Um, and we can have like a post Thanksgiving debriefing episode. And I guess you can send this also to our email address, which is deconversion therapy podcast at gmail.com or go on our website. And there's a place where you can put in, you know, my funny five minute story, but if they're Thanksgiving related, that'd be kind of a fun thing to read in uh, December before Christmas. (laughs) Man, those pagans know how to throw a holiday. Yeah. Um, yes. We'd love to know what you snuck in or what you snuck out, <laughs> what you were on before you walked into Thanksgiving, whether it's alcohol or other mind-altering things. And um, if there was any kind of blowout or uh, someone made uh, – an announcement to the family that was totally unexpected. Or maybe meditation helped and you didn't need any kind of mind altering substance. Well, don't write that in. (laughs) No one wants to read that. (laughs) It could happen. It could. So if you write our, um, send that to our email, like, uh, what's her face said, thank you. Just put, yep. Just put Thanksgiving in the subject line. Awesome. All right. And don't forget to rate us and review and all that kind of stuff, because that makes us easier to be found by the other people who will share in your misery. Our enemies. Thanks. Bye.